my friends, and welcome to the Experience Our Industry podcast. As you know, I am Dr. Brian Greenwood. And as I say every time, uh, Kristen, I say I am super excited to talk to today's guest. But I have to tell you, I am extra super special excited to talk to you. I uh, I say uh, I say a lot of times that um, that I'm talking to one of my favorite former students and I always mean that and <laughs> I I mean that in a super special way with you. Kristen is um, uh, we're, we're talking today with Kristen LaCroix and Kristen um, was a 2011 graduate of our program um, and she was a member of our very first national championship team for our academic quiz bowl. <laughs> quiz bowl. <laughs> quiz bowl. Hey Kristen, how are you? Hey, good. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. Oh. Thank you so much for being here. And uh, our our um, our listeners will probably uh, will probably recognize that that accent that they only <laughs> hear slightly with me. But uh, but Kristen is back in our native North Carolina. Um, she's one of the few students that I've had over the years that share some North Carolina roots with me. And so uh, she's speaking up to us today from Nags Head, North Carolina. Yes. Which yes. is part of the Outer Banks of North Carolina. Um, if you've never been, it's a wonderful place. Um, you should visit. Um, and yeah, don't, but don't live there because that's too, they, they don't want too many people. They want visitors and not too many people. <laughs> that's exactly right. That's, yeah, exactly. Come, but then, uh, then go home. Then go home. <laughs> exactly what we what we say in San Luis Obispo. Come and then go home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, uh, Kristen is currently a special education teacher. Um, she's been a, a recreation program coordinator. She's done a lot of work with adaptive sports. I'm super excited mm-hmm. to talk to her about her endeavors along those lines. Um, so mm-hmm. let's just jump right into it, Kristen. Tell us, uh, right. tell tell our listeners uh, where you're from originally. So originally I am from Gastonia, North Carolina. And so that's like right beside of Charlotte. So um, to people that aren't familiar with North Carolina, I just always say Charlotte. Right. Um, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it's uh, just a small little town, mm-hmm. um, but I haven't lived there since I've been 18. Um, after I graduated, I've um, been on a long journey all over the country, so. Mm-hmm. Yes, you have the red, but the red clay hills of Gastonia, <laughs> North Carolina. I played a, I played a ten-year-old all-star baseball uh, tournament in uh, in Hickory, and my mom still hasn't gotten the red clay stains out of my uh, out, of, out of my baseball pants. Uh, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, the red clay hills. I love it. Well, so uh, let's talk about what what were your what did your parents do when you were growing up. Um, so my dad was an electrician and um, my mom was a bank teller. So um, oh, right yeah, just regular, regular folks. So. All right. Well, that's yeah. where that that's where that down home. Uh, uh, that's where that down home feel comes that 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 really genuine feel that I that I know that anybody who has ever uh, been friends or come across Kristen LaCroix uh knows that you are an awesome genuine person so there's that there's that North Carolina roots and that good home homegrown roots I love it so uh so tell us what tell us what little Kristen was like growing up what what was your jam um well I uh 
I loved, I loved to read. I was uh, um, like a bookworm when I was a little girl, um, but I love to like climb trees and read books. That was like mm. one of my most favorite things to do. Um, I was big into art. Um, my grandpa is a very talented artist. And so um, I learned a lot from him. Um, I played when I was little, I played softball. Um, I played sports like my whole life. Um, and I took piano lessons and then I volunteered. So um, I guess unknowingly, I was kind of a well-rounded, uh, well-rounded little, little girl. So <laughs> yeah, that's the word that came yeah. to mind. What, what was your grandpa's medium? Um, he uh, painted and did woodworking. Um, and he was like a known clockmaker. Oh, um, okay. yeah. So he used to make a uh, grandfather clocks and, um, cuckoo clocks and, um, his workshop was the most amazing place in the world. So, yeah, yeah, I just pictured this, you know, um, my kids, one of their, and Jerusha is one of their favorite uh, movies is Ch- a chitty, chitty, bang, bang. And, um, and so I just got this picture of your, of your dad, of your grandpa's workshop and all these clocks. And, you know, it's a little bit different cause he was an invent, uh, chitty, chitty, bang, bang. He was an inventor but um but yeah that's all that's yeah. really awesome noon noon was a loud place at their house i'll just say that. <laughs> i bet i bet well we we have a, a we inherited a grandfather clock and we're bad about winding it and um but but that's one of my one of my earliest memories is is um grandfather clocks going off and in, in the home and uh mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I know you're familiar with that for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're losing some of that. So we need to keep it alive. We need to wind those clocks mm-hmm. and keep them, keep them working. Right. Yes. Keep them balanced. That's right. That's right. So, uh, so let's talk a little bit about, um, your journey, Kristen, pre-Cal Poly, because I know that you came in as um, what is referred to as uh, the untraditional student, you know, and I, <laughs> I use air quotes around that because you know that I believe, and I, I tried to make, uh, I, I tried to make sure that you were comfortable at all, at all times in the classroom because I don't believe in that. I believe that that students are that we're all students, right? You know, I mm-hmm. mean, as yeah. uh, you know, I've grayed quite a bit since you've seen me. I think it's been probably what. Uh, to 12 years since we've seen each other, yeah. but, uh, I'm still just a big kid at heart and just mm-hmm. pretending to be an adult, but, uh, <laughs> same here. <laughs> so tell me, tell, tell us a little bit about what that, um, what that journey was like before getting to Cal Poly, what you yeah. did post high school and that sort of thing. Yeah. Well, so, um, I did the college prep route through high school. Um, and originally I was planning on going to, um, I was going to go to Appalachian state, uh, for art education. I wanted to be an art teacher and, um, somewhere along the lines, um, through conversations with friends stuff, uh, I decided to join the coast guard instead. So when all of my friends left for college, uh, that fall, I left for a Coast Guard boot camp yeah. and I was actually in Coast Guard boot camp when 9-11 happened oh. and um, we were just right across the harbor um, from all that. And so uh, so I served four years in the Coast Guard. I um, was stationed in Maine for two years and then Hawaii for two years. And, you know, the nice thing about joining the military is you can do the GI Bill. Mm-hmm. And so um, so post uh, military, I, I didn't want to stay in. I was, I was ready to, uh, to, you know, to go to college and just be, you know, a civilian again, I guess is yeah. the way to put it. Um, yeah. so yeah, so, um, 
I had moved uh, out to the Outer Banks and um, I started community college out there because there's not any universities mm-hmm. and um, then moved across country and uh, started classes at the community college there near Cal Poly mm-hmm. um, and uh, was planning on once I got my associate's degree to then um, hopefully transfer to Cal Poly. And I was working uh, for San Luis Obispo County Parks, and a lot of my coworkers were actually Cal Poly students, and um, that was how I even found out about our major. So I didn't know that that was an option. I remember sitting there talking with Brittany at the skate park um, because I was going to do kinesiology. And um, I was like, oh, I'll be a PE teacher then, you know, just slightly. (laughs) Um, And uh, and she was like, oh, well, uh, you'd probably really like being a rec major. And I was like, what? what?" And she told me all about (laughs) it. And I was just like, well, I haven't applied to Cal Poly yet, but now I know what I'm going to apply, you know. And so it was um, as soon as I heard about it and learned about it, I was like, yes, that's exactly what I want to do. So I love that yeah. story. And, you know, mm-hmm. I had a, um, I had a similar, I, I call it, um, and I really actually did this. Um, my, my best friend told me about sport management and, um, and you remember the Elaine Bennis uh, thing where he said she, where she said, shut up. And she pushed Jerry. You know? <laughs> yeah. I did that to my best friend. I was like, shut up. They have sport management. And he was like, yeah, I was like, and just like you said, I was like, okay, well, I know what I'm doing then. All right, yeah. cool. <laughs> Done. <laughs> check it off. Yeah, check yeah. it off. But um, okay, so that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I love hearing that journey. And um, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, fast forward, you got into Cal Poly, and mm-hmm. uh, and you did in fact become um, an RBTA major, and and we went on to uh, to then start an academic quiz bowl team. Um, your, I guess that was your first year in the program, wasn't it? Or yes, that, yes. Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Huh? Yeah, and so it was Kristen, I, and I look over, I mean, our listeners obviously uh-huh. can't see me uh, looking over, but I look over, I can see from my desk here, Kristen, I can see you and Kelsey and Amy and, um, and Amber and um, and I have the uh, trophy on my head, <laughs> and you guys are uh, you guys are crowded around. Yeah, they they gave me a, a picture of that, and then, uh, we won it there in uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul. And I say we, um, I did, I did. <laughs> Dr. Hendricks and I were the best cheerleaders they could possibly be for. We could possibly be for these four amazing women who uh, just uh, wowed everybody and started us on the journey to being three-time national champion in academic quiz ball. Uh, <laughs> but that first one is, uh, was, was awfully special. And, um, yeah, um, we, we may or may not have had a drink out of the, uh, out of the trophy that they gave <laughs> us that night. Uh, but, uh, it was like the Stanley cup. It was like it was the Stanley wonderful. Cup. <laughs> pretty fitting there in Minneapolis as cold as it was because oh, I know. Uh, we had to, we, we were very impressed that they had skywalks that you could walk everywhere and not have to walk outside. Cause I think it was like 20 below zero or it, it was not warm. Yeah. We imagined <laughs> it was that cold. We didn't actually feel it, <laughs> but uh, so tell us a little bit, you know, Kristen, everybody likes to hear about um, like an enduring memory or, or something that you, that you experienced um, during your time in San Luis Obispo. And obviously you were a long way for a long ways from home. Mm-hmm. And uh, so 
are, are there any things that you that you did, whether it's with friends or or with um, with professional development or anything that that just kind of sticks out as an enduring memory? Well, um, the quiz bowl was definitely my biggest okay. memory, um, and that whole path of training, uh, getting together, and um, and how that all worked, and how we divided up um, that. But um, since we kind of touched on that, I guess that the I would say my other thing was. Um, so I was a, I focused in outdoor leadership and, mm-hmm. um, the trips that we did with that class, like, um, and, and Dr. Goldberg just really trusted us with completely planning it. And we led these, these amazing outdoor adventures. We went backpacking for like several days and, um, that was the most incredible it was so incredible. I took that class twice. Um, she let me take it. Yeah. She let me take it, um, again as, uh, since I had my wilderness first responder and, um, and just to be like, I had to do some extra stuff. Um, but that was just absolutely phenomenal, um, to, to experience that and just, just see central California in so many different ways uh, it was just wonderful to have that experience. And because I, I learned like, it's hard to get guide jobs because they want you to have experience, but you can't have experience guiding if nobody ever gives you, Oh, I had that. that, Um, so that did give some initial experience and I was uh, Mm -hmm. extremely grateful for those, uh, those trips. Yeah. That's one of the things that I really love about the learn by doing experience that, that we try to foster at Cal Poly is that, that we do, we do try to give you some of that experience that, that people are asking for when you're, when you first get out and you don't have that experience Mm -hmm. and despite the fact that every application asks for experience. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, (laughs) yeah, I do, I do love that element of it. And, um, and I love the shout out to Dr. G and, um, Mm -hmm. she's, uh, you know, we're, uh, excited about some, um, post pandemic, getting back to those trips and, and all of those things kind of hard to do a kind of hard to do a trip like that, uh, virtually, mm-hmm. uh, yes. <laughs> <for Yeah>. sure. <laughs> and to have uh. that type of impact. Um, so let's talk about, let's talk, move, uh, jump now into the, um, to the post Cal Poly years. Um, our current students in particular really love to hear about how you got your internship and what you did and all of that jazz. Uh, do you, yeah. can you, is there, is there a good story along those lines? Well, I had not to, to brag, but I had the most amazing internship um, I could possibly want. I was a ranger intern for Alaska state parks and um, in that world, that's kind of like you're starting at the peak yeah. <laughs> and um, it was so incredible. Uh, it was a lengthy process to, f- I applied to so many different internships. Mm-hmm. I got rejected on some. And, uh, but I remember with the Alaska one, I took so much care in just the presentation of my application and I had to actually mail it in uh, because Alaska is, the internet's not reliable. Like, so I had to like physically like print everything out. I um, had gotten some really nice like handmade paper Uh and like put it with, oh, it was just this beautiful over the top. Um, And so I mailed in this beautiful package to them and uh, they're like, well, we noticed yours right off the bat. Like it was just (laughs) beautiful. And, um, and so I don't know if that, but I I had a pretty good resume. And so uh, I think that that along with my, um, 
academic, uh, you know, history, just everything it, it helped. But, um, yeah. Alaska state parks, it was, you know, it was scary. I knew I was going to be sharing a, um, cabin in the woods with, uh, one other person who would also be an intern. I didn't know this person at all. Um, It was a cabin without running water. That was about the size of a college dorm. We had an outhouse um, and my cabin was literally like on one of the trails at our park. So um, I had to carry my bear spray with me to go to the outhouse. Mm -hmm. Like that's how, um, and these are Alaska bears, you know, they're not like little, West Virginia black bears. These are like <laughs> big old was, Alaska bears, huh? Yeah, and there was um, a mama moose and her baby that apparently we our cabin was in her realm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got a four wheeler issued to me, and a uh, one of those uh, golf cart things that uh, was for off road. And we had several backcountry cabins. Um, I was at Eclutna Lake State Park, mm. which was um, just phenomenally beautiful. It was about an hour outside of Anchorage. Wow. And um, it was an absolutely incredible experience. Just wow. It sounds like that. Mm-hmm. It sounds- but a lot of gritty work too. I had to clean bathrooms. Yeah. I had to clean no, campground right. bathrooms, dealt with all kind of, you know, it wasn't all glamour. Um, right. And, uh, but it was a very amazing experience. It was, you know, scary, uh, but I'm so glad that I did it. And um, so be, be brave and apply, you know, for anything out there. So you never know. I love it. So many lessons just in that. uh, That's, that's a short story there. I love it. Persistence, presentation, uh, you know, beauty in this world and, and, and Marvel. And, uh, you know, despite, uh, cleaning bathrooms, the beauty and Marvel, uh, shines through, right. With a little fear, <laughs> with a little fear mixed in, right. If, mm-hmm. you, if, oh, yeah. you, live, if you live to tell the tale, <laughs> mm-hmm. I love it. That's so great. So, so you went on Kristen to, uh, to become a, a, a recreation program coordinator and you mm-hmm. were, um, you were in uh, municipal parks and recreation for a little mm-hmm. while. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about that experience where you were, um, where you were doing that um, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. what the experience was like before uh, making the decision to, um, to, to go full-time into as an educator? Yes. So, um, so after my amazing internship, I was like, Oh, I want to be park ranger. Um, that's definitely, I want to do something outdoor education. Uh, but those jobs are extremely difficult, uh, to find openings. Um, I'm pretty sure that and every person park ranger I've talked to is like, you have to wait for somebody to retire, uh, for those positions to come open. So, um, so I was doing seasonal gigs, uh, until then, um, I was a campground attendant. Uh, I had moved back to the East Coast. Um, I was a little bit homesick and so moved back East and I was uh, living in West Virginia this time. And so I worked for West Virginia State Parks in the summer. I worked at a beautiful park called Watoga. Uh, It's West Virginia's largest state park. And uh, it was bears again, but smaller bears. Um, And I (laughs) I was very comfortable running them out of the campground, um, but uh, I um, had a lot of fun doing that. And then I was working at a ski resort um, during the off se- during the winter, and uh, just kind of waiting to see where anything took me. Um, and so, uh, working seasonal gets to be difficult financially, um, and you never know when the next 
see it allows a lot of freedom, but also a lot of insecurity. And um, within the county I lived at, there was a, a new recreation center opening. It was a very small town and they needed a program coordinator. The entire county parks rec department had been previously ran by one person, this mm-hmm. one woman. And right. and she did sports league. I, I just, I don't even see how she did. She was like, oh, we're opening a facility. I need help. And so, yeah. so between her and I, we, um, we were the county parks and rec. And this county is massive. It's big like San Luis Obispo County. So I'd have to drive like the equivalent of going to Paso and teach swimming lessons and then have to go to like, you know, Pismo to do something else. So um, it was uh, a lot of traveling around the county and um, doing programs, but it was so much fun because um, I got, it was, I had the freedom to just have fun and to teach people how to have fun. So we did uh, exercise classes. We had like a small uh, workout facility and a gymnasium for uh, the kids. It was kind of like a boys and girls club type of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, The the town um, was a very low income town with a lot of children who needed a safe place to hang out and, um, and play. And so we became that refuge Mm -hmm. for the town children. So there was a lot of um, we referred to it as managing a playground, mm-hmm. but you didn't have a principal's office to send the kids to. Right, <laughs> and so, right. um, and so, you're talking the uh, the height of the opioid crisis um, there mm-hmm. in West Virginia too, huh? While you were there, yes, it that was. You know, it's not the kids' fault. They they can't help yeah. um, what situations they were. So we exactly. just tried to be the positive adults, and we had a lot of um, awesome. community support uh, to make sure that these children did have um, a safe place to go to, and that we had food donated. So we always had um, anytime a kid asked if we had something to eat, and we said, "Sure, what would mm-hmm. you like?" And this is what we have. Uh, I love um, it. And so there was a lot more and with any recreation job I've had, there's so much more than just being a, you know, referee for a soccer game or lining the, you know, lining the field or uh, teaching a spin class, you know, there's, um, and especially with working with, well, really people in general, um, you manage, uh, you, you learn how to manage people in mm-hmm. dynamic environments and to help them have a good time. Mm-hmm. So recreation is a, you know, like a release that you can go to have fun and we all need that release. And so you just, you try to be there for them and support them in mm-hmm. so many other ways than just being the facilitator of this sport. You're right. somebody to talk to somebody to, to get stuff out. So um, right. it was a wonderful, wonderful experience. Um, and I, I loved it. And I'm, even though I still don't work there, I, I keep in touch with them and oh, uh, stop by with pizza almost every time I'm in the area. So oh, that's great. I love yeah. it. I love it. Well, that's uh, where that, um, that genuine element that I talked about earlier, that's, that's so, uh, that comes out in your personality. I'm, uh, I am, I'm sure that, that you, that they, uh, those kids absolutely loved you and interacting with you. And, and that's great. And, and speaking of that, um, you know, the transition to special education teacher, um, our, um, our dedicated listeners will know that I've had a couple of, um, had a couple people on the podcast who's 
whose parent, uh, one of their parents was, was a special ad. And uh-huh. I kind of go into my little spiel about, um, you know, I spent two weeks as a special education teacher and, um, as a, um, as a substitute, um, uh-huh. because I was, I was coaching football in my hometown and they needed someone for two weeks. And uh-huh. I tell people that it was, um, the most rewarding and exhausting two weeks of my life. And, um, and, um, because, you know, you get just in two weeks, I got, I grew so attached to the kids and, and, and just, uh, but, but they need every bit of your energy uh, and, and emotions all the time. And, um, and it was, I just developed this amazingly high level of respect for special education teachers. So let's talk a little bit about that process of, um, of getting into and discovering that that was your calling. Um, yeah. can, you, can you talk to us about that? Yeah. Well, so it was funny. So while I was, um, working for parks and rec um i had tried doing uh being a ski school instructor for the ski resort like with just mm-hmm. traditional lessons and mm-hmm. i did one season and i could not i just was like this is not what i believe in i didn't like it at all and um then i found out about the adaptive uh ski program so um right. the ski resort i worked at has an amazing um challenge athletes department and so i started volunteering with them um the west virginia challenge athletes and um it is an incredible organization and I've been with them now for seven years, I think we decided. Um, and so, um, by volunteering with them, um, I started working with, I had, I've always, you know, I hadn't had a whole lot of experience working with people with disabilities, but, um, you know, you're doing adaptive skiing, you're taking somebody physical or cognitive and figuring out how to get them down the slope safely and having fun. So, mm-hmm. um, and I was also doing a lot of equestrian therapy through some, um, we did a lot of female empowerment programs uh, with one of my friends who had a um, stable. And so when I was, my job with Parks and Rec was very exhausting um, on an energy and creativity level. And um, a lot of recreation jobs, unfortunately, don't pay a whole lot. And you're working 50 plus hours a week. And um, my my life had kind of gotten out of balance. Mm-hmm. I was Leslie Nope all the time. And <laughs> I was right. never Kristen anymore. Right. And so um, I just kind of was ready to switch gears. And um, I had found a lateral entry program. Um, a national program that helps people with bachelor's degrees uh, transition to being teachers. Um, uh-huh. And so um, I applied for that. It's a very selective program, um, but I was chosen for that. And um, awesome. they tell you um, through the whole process, they figure out what they think you would do best teaching. Right. And so they actually told me um, this is what um you're going to be, you're going to be a special. It was kind of like military for teachers. In a way. I was oh, really? like, I was like, Oh, okay. And so, um, I wanted to be a kindergarten teacher and I got this notification. So, oh, you're going to be a special education teacher. And I remember I sat there at my kitchen table for a little bit and was like, Oh, okay. And then I was like, yes, no, that's definitely what I need to be. Like that makes complete sense. And I, I was like, well, my references were my adaptive ski boss and my um, adaptive equestrian boss. So I was just like, right. well, two out of my three references were um, therapeutic recreation folks. So yes, this right. makes sense. Right. Um, and it's, um, it's so wonderful. I wouldn't want to teach anything else. Um, yeah. And 
It's I get to use my creativity. I turn absolutely everything into a game, and I blame mm-hmm. recreation. I said, I "This is what it. happens when you have rec teachers um, being school teacher. We go out and do yoga. That's we um, so great when tensions are getting high. I say, all right, I'm faster than all you guys. Who wants to race me? And ah. we'll go outside and race. And most <laughs> of the time, I still win. I've got one student beat me this year, and that was oh, like on. a changing of the guard. We were like, oh, oh, and I said, I said, well, I'm wearing sandals and you've got on Nikes. But so I, I learned so much with, um, with being a rat and I love, I think it's really helped being able because there's no set way to teaching special education. And now I just do resource. So I pull children out of class and I have them for a little bit of time and right. we work on either reading or math or behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are able to do so many things and it's, um, and it's so much fun. And I've, I've worked a lot with having the kids not be um, embarrassed of, you know, having a learning disability or mm-hmm. having just being different. It's like, it's part of who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have to be honest with each other. I have that conversation. Anytime I start working with a student for the first time, it says, mm-hmm. we're going to be very honest with each other and I'm going to mm-hmm. be transparent about what I'm doing because the whole reason that you're coming here is to learn. And we all learn differently. And I want to know how I can best help you. Right. And, um, and you know, it's the same thing with, uh, with adaptive uh, skiing and snowboarding. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to be, you have to face those challenges um, mm-hmm. so you can figure out, well, this doesn't work for me. So how can we make this work? Because the end goal is to be able to read this passage or to, um, to get down to the chairlift. How can we make that happen? And so, um, it's a fun, it's a fun and amazingly rewarding journey to go on, um, with, with anybody. So. I love it. I love it. And you're, um, you're, you're back in the, uh, you're back in the Outer Banks, one of Mm -hmm. your, one of your, uh, soul enhancing spaces (laughs) on earth, uh, I would think, right? Yes. Uh, And so that's, um, and and so that going back to you you talking about balance, I imagine, Mm -hmm. I imagine that has helped, um, a lot, Uh um, in, in that, in that realm, um, and and so tell us, are you, are you still doing stuff with adaptive sports? Like, what are you? Yes, are, are you, you're still involved mm-hmm. there. Tell, yeah. Tell so, um, yeah. So I am a volunteer now. I'm actually going to be up there for uh, Christmas break after we visit our families, and we're heading up to uh, to the shoe to. Uh, so I'll be up there for a week. Um, it's right. one of our busiest times, and um, right. and Chris so, is referring yeah. to snowshoe mountain <laughs> up in uh, up in West Virginia, and uh, mm-hmm. and you know we should put a plug in Kristen for West Virginia because um, a lot of people I think sometimes have a negative uh, view, and I, I of course mentioned yeah. the opioid crisis, mm-hmm. but um, West Virginia is one of the most beautiful places on earth, and uh, just uh, just uh, amazing beauty despite what. Um, some of the uh, uh, coal companies have have tried mm-hmm. to do to to strip the land of uh, of yeah. uh, uh, its its beauty. It's still a pretty beautiful place. Oh, so, it is. Uh, yeah. The um the county I lived in, their motto was "Nature's Mountain Playground," oh, and yeah, and that. it's. I mean, it's just incredible. It has some of the most. Um, and Snowshoe is now known as one of the top places for mountain biking in the world. Um, and, um, it's the best skiing and snowboarding on the East, you know, the Southeast, um, Mm -hmm. I say until you get to Vermont. Um, 
but just the, just the hiking and the backpacking, the fly fishing, um, you can actually go on a hike and climb up to a peak and look out and not see any development. And it's Uh, just, Uh, all you see is trees and rivers and it's, um, yeah, it's, it's wonderful. I love it. That's awesome. That's (laughs) awesome. So, um, I wonder if you can give um, our listeners advice. You know, we we obviously, I mean, you know, we don't have a, a therapeutic recreation um, mm-hmm. component in our program per se, mm-hmm. um, but we do have a number of students. And, and you know, when I teach the intro course, I, I talk about recreation, um, recreation therapy and therapeutic recreation. And I talk mm-hmm. about the opportunities um, down the road, you know, if you wanted to get your master's or you wanted to gain experience in those realms, Mm -hmm. I wonder if you, um, if you have any advice for, for our undergrads who might be, um, potentially interested in going down that path. Well, um, I would say it is an amazing path. It's a journey and it's, and it's not for everyone. Um, but the best way to find out is to get involved. Uh, so for students, you, know, you have to get the, they still have to get their thousand hours, uh, yeah. volunteer with some sort of um, adaptive sports program or a therapeutic recreation program. Everybody needs the chance to recreate. And it's not fair because somebody is atypical to be able to, you know, to not be able to recreate. And so they have, they need, everybody needs somewhere to play Mm -hmm. and an outlet to play. And so um, for, for me, I think that it uh, challenges me as an athlete um, mentally and physically, because I know when I'm tethered to a skier or a snowboarder, I have to be my absolute best Mm -hmm. because I am in charge of this person's safety Mm-hmm. And to make sure, and they're trusting me. And so it's this, it's this special relationship that you, you this bond uh, that I have to be my best. I can't show up tired or hungover or whatever, because mm-hmm. I need to be on my top game mm-hmm. to make sure they have the most amazing experience. It's not far, fair for them to, to not have a great experience because I was tired. Mm-hmm. And so it, um, it's just it's just such a wonderful thing. So I'd say, um, try it out. Uh, if you want to challenge, like I was doing competitive snowboarding for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I used to tell my, um, some of my friends, I was just like, Oh, you think that doing a snowboarding contest pushes you well, try being tethered to somebody and you got to get them down to the chairlift on a busy Saturday. And so it, uh, it really challenges you on um, totally different levels. And it's, uh, it's the most, it's adaptive sports is the most rewarding thing. Um, I've, I've, it's just, it's just great. I keep going back. I drive six hours of snowshoe to spend my free time doing this. That's how, um, yeah, I could, yeah, I could be out free riding somewhere, but I'd rather be with the, and you surround yourself with other amazing people, um, that are doing the same thing. And it's just, it's just, it's just great. That's awesome. You know, and, um, you know, we, you know, since, since you've left, we've, you know, we've, we've made this transition to experience industry management and, Mm -hmm. you know, um, 
the experience industry management part, just, just as a big umbrella to try to cover everything that we do. Right. And, um, but, but we have, we have really doubled down on this experience design element. Mm-hmm. And, um, and even though you were five years before we, uh, you know, before we made this shift, like mm-hmm. I've heard you say, I basically heard you talking about co-creating experiences like uh, 10 different times, right? <laughs> just, just our short conversation. Yeah. And, and that's what we've really doubled down on because, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, and it's what we, you know, we've always done it. Mm-hmm. It's just that we're kind of rebranding how we've done it or, or how we do it and, and, and how we talk about it. And so, um, you know, I, I just think about what you just said, like being tethered to, um, to someone and, and, and having to get them down the mountain, talk about co-creation of experiences, <laughs> yeah. right? Like that's, um, and, and that, um, wow, that testament that you just, that you just gave is such a powerful thing. And, um, and just the fact that you have that perspective, and I think that's a valuable perspective for for our listeners, who I think most most of of them are in their twenties, and you know, I know myself in my twenties were uh, um, a hard part, some hard partying years, you know, and so, uh, but but to hear you say like you've got to think about like um, that, it's, it's not fa- it's not fair for them for you to be tired or hungover or whatever yeah. and not giving your all. And, um, yeah. you know, I think back and I'm like, Oh geez, in my twenties, like I definitely was not thinking about co-creating experiences and yeah. in, in that type of way. And so, uh, I just thank you for that. That's uh that's, that's an amazing, um, amazing Testament and a good lesson, a good lesson for us all, I think. And, um, yeah. And so uh, I just want to thank you so much. You know, I know you're on a holiday on your on holiday break, and uh, really appreciate you taking the time. And it's so so great to catch up. And um, and just want to say, you know, we we have a number a, a lot of our, our alumni. I mean, um, go down different paths, and I um, in life and 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 with their career and. Um, I just think it's so valuable. Um, listeners have heard me say this before in, in talking to others, but um, I want I want everyone out there to know um, who are our alumni that just because you're not in what might typically be recreation parks and tourism or experience industry or whatever, um, we see it as incredibly valuable no matter what you're doing because you're showing that um, there's a transferability of skills, right? Mm-hmm. And um, oh, for sure. I think there's been so much of what you've just said. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you can reflect on it um, just a, just a little bit here. But um, so much of what you just said seems like seems like there's a transferability of skills. Would you agree with that assessment? Oh, oh completely. I um, with with teaching or um, really any other job, if there's with recreation, you learn so much. You're learning people management. You're learning um, how to approach things in a safe and organized manner and planning. And we think about things. Um, one of the ladies I worked, you know, like you have like your event box, like it's full of like tape and pins and just right. things. And like your classroom has to be that way. Like when I show up for IEP meeting, I've got 10 pins and extra like um, there's so many transferable skills and everybody wants to have fun. 
and everybody has the right to have fun in a safe way. And so if you can take that spirit into the classroom, um, we play games all the time in my classroom. We turn, um, we, we've turned my classroom into a living board game. We call it where we do review <laughs> and we have tiles and they roll this big, and we do review and, and right. they're like human game pieces. And, um, that, and it's just, there's so many ways to relate your skills and then like working with other colleagues or being, um, uh, like a, where you're self-motivated and in recreation, you have to be motivated um, and a self-starter if you want a job and to stay in the, because it's um, if you're, you know, coaching something, if you're doing anything, you have to, to um, be responsible and be on it. And it's just, uh, yeah, it's absolutely wonderful major those people who think oh you're going to recreation you're majoring in kickball and it's just like well <laughs> but you think somebody's got to organize the league somebody's got to provide That's the facility right. you've got to have you know food beverages you know facility everything there's so much to it that relates to um i feel like you could be probably even like a ceo of a major business like right with that for your foundation, like I'm getting my master's right now in special education. So between that with my rec degree, um, I also want to get like, um, become a rec therapist is like a side, you know, an additional Mm -hmm. side thing, Uh but it's such a good base for doing absolutely anything. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I love it. I'm just, I'm picturing you now, like on the beach with a yoga mat, like doing recreation (laughs) therapy or, or like uh, surfing and recreation therapy or Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, So that's just, Mm -hmm. uh, that's just awesome. I love it. That's so great. And um, thank you so much for taking the time today and such great, oh, wow. Just such great advice and, and such great, um, uh, just a great time talking to you, Kristen, you know, that, uh, like I said, you've, you've always been one of my favorites and, uh, you know, uh, I don't get many, I don't get many fellow, uh, North Carolinians that come through the program. So, uh, yeah. so we had that bond <laughs> and then the, uh, academic quiz ball, of course, uh-huh. and that bond. And, um, it's just so great to see you and glad we got a chance to catch up. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It's been awesome. Awesome. Thanks. See ya. Bye.